0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company. This is Politico Energy. I'm Josh Siegel. Last week, several members of the Biden administration traveled to Pittsburgh and attended a major clean energy conference, the inaugural Global Clean Energy Action Forum. Biden's team came for a victory lap after passing the Inflation Reduction Act last month, which included $369 billion in tax credits, grants, and research funds. But the team also issued an urgent call to the clean energy sector. Get to work using what's in the Inflation Reduction Act and help the White House deliver on its international climate commitments. So today we check in with Politico's Kelsey Tamarino, who was at the conference. We chat about the Biden administration's message the questions that remain about the Inflation Reduction Act, and how the legislation impacts the country's global climate standing. It's Tuesday, September 27. So Kelsey, you were at the Global Clean Energy Action Forum last week in Pittsburgh, where you reported the Biden administration issued a call to action directed at the clean energy industry. So what was their message?
1: Yeah. So this forum last week was an effort to kind of tout the Inflation Reduction Act on a global stage. But to your point, the administration and the many Biden administration officials who appeared were speaking directly to the private sector and calling on them to invest in these technologies and demonstration projects, but also to really work closely with the administration going forward and how best to implement these things to make sure that these provisions are really utilized in the best way to cut emissions, but also work to some of the concerns that the industry has. And I think a message I heard repeatedly was just like, the Biden administration sees the IRA, the Inflation Reduction Act as really critical to cutting emissions and meeting some of its targets, but it will rely on the private sector to implement these things. And a lot of it's going to rely on how the private sector goes forward with the provisions that they've been calling for. And that's just going to require a lot more interaction between the private sector and the federal government.
0: So how was that message then received by the clean energy industry?
1: Yeah, I think most folks that I spoke to were excited and they've been excited. They've been calling for these provisions, these tax credits, these programs for so long. And now that we have them in this legislation, there's excitement. But I think we're now in the next stage of, okay, what does that mean? There's lingering questions of how these things are going to be implemented, like I said, but also this will rely on guidance that they're awaiting from the federal government and from different agencies about how they're going to structure these programs or things like that. And so there's now questions and not necessarily concerns, but folks are waiting to see the finer details of how this goes about and how the administration is going to move forward. But I think largely most folks are excited. I think there is a little bit of nervousness of how this is going to work, but I think most folks have been calling for these things and now they're waiting to see it in practice and see how this works going forward.
0: Right. So to that point, I mean, what kind of next steps does the administration on their end need to take to make sure clean energy tax credits are accessible to the industry and to actually implement the IRA more broadly?
1: I think from the tax credits perspective, there's a lot of waiting on the IRS guidance, the Department of Treasury here to see how exactly they're going to structure these programs. For example, I think something that I've heard from a few folks is just the clean hydrogen tax credit, for example. The industry is waiting for finer details of what it means to actually truly produce clean hydrogen and what that would mean and how they're going to classify it going forward. Also, how they're going to structure these apprenticeship and prevailing wage requirements and the finer details of how much emission and environmental impacts that we see from these tax credits are really going to be dependent on how they're actually structured. But beyond just the tax credits, there's a lot of authority in this bill that goes to expanding grants and loans under the Department of Energy. And I I think you heard a lot of folks who are, who are excited for this new authority for, for example, for the Loan Programs Office, but there's questions of how that's going to be utilized and how to educate utilities on how to utilize that authority going forward. So there's just a lot of looming questions that we're seeing. And like, again, I said, Everyone I spoke to was excited for these things, but they have questions. And I don't think we saw necessarily the administration getting into a lot of these finer details of implementation, but really calling on the private sector and companies to be more involved in the request for information process and how these things are going to be implemented more so than they ever have in the past.
0: Gotcha. And so shifting gears a little bit, how does the Biden administration expect passage of the climate law to translate to U.S. climate leadership globally? You're also reporting that was another big talking point from the administration ahead of the upcoming U.N. climate conference in Egypt.
1: Yeah. So to your point, we're about, I think, six weeks away from that COP. And so that was something that was definitely on the minds of folks last week. Beyond this Global Clean Energy Action Forum, there was the U.N., General Assembly and Climate Week in New York. So a lot of messaging was coming out of the Biden administration on the IRA, but also the other legislation that they kind of see as the foundation here, which would be the bipartisan infrastructure law and the Chips and Science Act. You heard repeatedly from Biden administration folks that those three bills in in conjunction really put the U.S. in in a role to be a leader here. And I think what I heard from a lot of folks that I spoke to was one, this was an opportunity to explain to a global audience What the IRA actually is, the Inflation Reduction Act, the naming even in itself doesn't necessarily signal that this is a climate bill. So just explaining what it would do to a broader audience, but also you heard from Jennifer Granholm and other folks that the U.S., wants to be more involved in the leadership role in the sense that they see this bill as helping to potentially bring down the costs of harder to decarbonize technologies and bring down costs for the energy transition in developing countries. And so they want to take a leadership role there. You also heard them speak a lot about the role that this bill will have in supply chains and manufacturing. And I think they see that as an opportunity more so than the U.S. has ever had to really take ownership of that and leadership of that element of this and really help the energy transition
0: globally. Also, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell is urging Senate Republicans to vote no on advancing Senator Joe Manchin's permitting reform legislation. That's according to three people familiar with the effort who spoke to Politico. The development could put the West Virginia Democrats' legislation in peril as he works behind the scenes to draw up support ahead of a key vote planned for Tuesday night on advancing Manchin's permitting reform measure as part of a government funding package. Manchin and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer are hoping to tie the two pieces of legislation together. But Manchin needs probably a dozen of the 50 GOP senators to back his effort, partially because of the potential opposition from a handful of Democratic senators. Government funding runs out Friday at midnight. For more news on energy and environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power dash switch. And subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious brake master cylinder. I'm Josh Siegel, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron is exploring ways to expand their hydrogen fuel production to help make heavy-duty transport lower carbon? Find out more at chevron.co slash hydrogenfuel.